This is a CNA podcast. Health Matters, brought to you by Parkway Cancer Center. Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Could we detect cancers earlier, not just one cancer, but maybe more than one? That's what we're trying to explore today as we bring to you the idea and concept of multi-cancer early detection screening. Zooming in specifically on something known as a liquid biopsy, which is something that many of you might have already been seen performed uh, through some MOH-approved labs in Singapore. How accurate could these be? Could this be the future, really? Dr. Tan Minhan is here. He's founder and medical director at Lucens. This is Health Matters. By the way, Dr. Tan will also be speaking at an upcoming uh, public forum on cancer. I'll give you details on how you can attend and all the various topics that you can benefit from at that event as well. But in the meantime, Dr. Tan, welcome to the show. Hello there. Thanks for being here. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a really, it's really a, an exciting experience. I've been talking about cancer screening for so many years. And the issue is it's, it's wide. It is varied. There are different screenings for different cancers. Of course, the uh, high level of suspicion must be there for the doctor to recommend it as well. Is that the case? What's the current status quo? Are there different kinds of screenings for different kinds of cancers and some we just can't screen for? I'm so glad you asked that question, Daniel. And I want to begin by first saying that cancer's the number one killer mm. in Singapore. And there are um, over 40 new cases diagnosed every day in Singapore. So this is a really important problem yeah. that we need to bridge. And there is the need for better screening so that cancers can be detected earlier. And as you correctly say, the traditional approach to this is very much through single cancer screening to date, mm -hmm. uh, whether this is uh, for breast cancer and mammography, mammography, whether this is through colorectal cancer and colonoscopy, this has been very much the traditional approach with decades of data. What we are looking at now is the potential of the genomic revolution to change how cancer screening is done because really 8 out of 10 deaths today are from cancers without traditional cancer screening recommendations. Mm. And at the same time, there are always going to be concerns about, you know, um, the invasiveness, the discomfort from traditional cancer screening. So there's, it's always important to find um, alternatives for people who may make very educated decisions mm -hmm. in consultation with their doctors. And um, multi-cancer early screening, which is a non-invasive blood test um, for multiple cancers, um, you know, up to 10 this is it could be interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment, but let's stick to the idea of first understanding the current status quo. So like you said, there are these variety of cancers that exist and there are those specific pain points. Prostate cancer, you'd have to be over 50 and have to go for the colonoscopy and that in and of itself, somebody wouldn't want to go for. Uh, prostate cancer, you'd be testing for a PSA, prostate-specific antigen maybe, or the presence of that. And again, maybe you don't think that you need to go for that. So those are the specific pain points. So if we could pick it up earlier and wider, all the more better. But what is it about this genomic revolution that has allowed us to do that? Has there some has something happened in the last few years? Because most of us would think we have to screen separately because we're looking for different things. Because there's no commonality to these cancers. Or is there? Mm. So that's also a fantastic question. And as you said, the status quo has been that um, traditional screening, single cancer approaches, these are well established and for sure these are important. Mm. Um, how... The genomic revolution has changed this is through blood testing, uh, circulating cell-free DNA. And these are fragments uh, fragments of cancer DNA floating in the blood 
of a patient with uh, a possibly undetected cancer before symptoms have appeared. Uh, these uh, these uh, cancer DNA fragments are uh, detected in a single blood draw. Mm -hmm. uh, they are uh, sequenced using uh, gene sequencing machines and um, which focus on detecting and distinguishing the cancer signal from the rest of the noise in blood. And this is um, these technologies have reached the point where it's possible to distinguish not just the cancer signal but the source. Um, the organ source of that cancer signal. And this is really the basis of what we describe as multi-cancer early detection or MCED. I see. How, how, how far along are we in understanding the ability to, to, to detect these and then be able to say, oh, this indicates that? Absolutely. So I think the, there are many tests that are in development and certainly commercially at the same time. There yeah. are tests available both in the United States and in Asia. Um, these tests um, certainly focus on different types of cancer. And I want to first note here that um, in Asia, right here in Singapore, there are certainly uh, cancers that you know, you know might be globally neglected. I'll mm. give examples of common cancers common in Asia, such as uh, liver cancer, nasopharyngeal cancer, you know, for which... Um, Singapore is, of course, a an example of an Asian country where these are major problems. Yeah. Um, I think these tests um, certainly allow for the um, earlier detection of cancers before symptoms appear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I want to first note here that early diagnosis means uh, timely treatment, of uh, which can enable better survival. At the same time, cancer can come with a big bill yeah. and detecting cancer earlier can reduce need for costly treatments, which benefit not just patients, but healthcare systems. But how accurate is it for something like this? What does the evidence say right now? Absolutely. So this is where the approach to MCD or multi-cancer early detection focuses first on the uh, minimizing false positives. Mm. Um, and this is extremely important in uh, minimizing anxiety as well as um, uh, minimizing the uh, any overload of the uh, downstream evaluations required from a false positive. So these, the accuracy of MCED testing um, is anywhere between 96 to 99% in terms of specificity, which means the, ma the vast majority of patients do very well in terms of the um, ruling out uh, false positives. Mm. And I think that's something absolutely critical because um, as we look to a future where people on a much broader scale receive these tests um, in earlier detection, we certainly do not want to see, you know, we want to see cancer detected earlier. At mm. the same time, we also do not want to see, um, you know, anxiety from false positives. And this may well be where the this technology is going to move the space of cancer screening forward. And speaking of path, cancer screening right now has been a little bit reactive. A doctor has to know what to look for to recommend the screening. The symptoms have to be there. The risk profile has to be there and so on. Is that the case with something like multi-cancer early detection screening? So multi-cancer early detection screening, um, this for this blood test, it's definitely oriented towards people who have uh, no symptoms mm -hmm. um, because that's really the principle of screening, people who have no symptoms. And so this, um, this technology um, aims to detect as many cancers as possible before you know, symptoms appear and I think that's definitely a concept which um, is innovative, it's new, and I think the healthcare systems around the world are responding to this 
um, evaluating this. And uh, I guess, you know, for the for people out there, it's incredibly important that such decisions for uh, multi-cancer early screening be taken in consultation with their doctors. Mm. So what exactly is the procedure like? What's a liquid biopsy? Is it just a blood test? Um, yes, it is a single blood test. A blood it, draw. That we're just drawing blood. That's correct. Wow. And and how much? How many vials are we talking about? How regularly? How often? Is it a one-time thing? These uh, uh, MSET tests, MCED tests, are uh, essentially drawn uh, anywhere between two to three vials. Um, in terms of a turnaround time, they are typically between um, up to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not certainly a single day test. Um, the tests are complicated. They involve uh, extensive gene sequencing to deliver a result. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think this, um, and all this is done, of course, in, uh, you know, supervised by a physician. Okay. It's very appealing, of course, to think about it, but I'm curious, um, right now, is it a, a situation where we could... O- MCED could only detect for certain cancers or could, is it a quite wide scope of it? Right now, MCED testing um, can detect many cancers. I think um, these uh, can include the cancers common in Asia, such as uh, breast, colon, uh, lung, prostate. They certainly should be seen as additional to traditional screening. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And uh, I think we want to firstly note here the uh, that traditional screening has decades of data and follow-up. Um, I used to lead the Singapore Breast Cancer Screening Program, which had and published, you know, information uh, from uh, uh, women who had at least ten years of follow-up. So yeah. I think it's fair to note that MCD testing is innovative, it's new. Certainly, um, there will be more data that emerges through the years. But, but it's not replacing traditional screening. It's not replacing. Yeah. It's in addition, and it's certainly something which. Um, um, we see as exciting yeah. and because there are always eight out of 10 cancers, cancer deaths today from unscreened cancers. So what is the extent of how people can get access to it right now? Is it being done on a large scale in Singapore? Is it being trialed, experimented? Can we access this through the hospitals? What's go- how do people gain access to this form of screening? Right. So um, these tests um, are available both in the United States and in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, speaking just... Um, just from our uh, our company's perspective, the we were very honoured to have uh, Deputy Prime Minister Heng uh, launch our test uh, in our uh, California Silicon Valley lab in May 2023. Uh, these tests certainly are available um, with uh, private screening centres and I certainly hope and over time that uh, with the right engagement and I think we are working very closely with public institutions to make this more widely accessible. Yes, indeed. Actually, we just had a very interesting question. One of my listeners asked at 963-11938, is this the same as a blood test where you're looking for cancer markers? Ah, okay. So people have gone for those kinds of tests. It's part of their yearly health screening packages and all that. And then they're recommended also look for the cancer marker. This is different from this. Yes, we must establish. Um, that's correct. So for tumor markers, there are both protein tumor markers, which... Um, have been available for a long time, um, and that and these are um, essentially circulating uh, DNA tumor markers. Mm. Um, so it, there's a difference between the protein tumor markers and uh, this circulating DNA fragments that yeah. are done that are analyzed through the liquid biopsy. Good, good question. Thanks for WhatsApping that across, Doctor Tan. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time today. 
Thank you so much, Daniel. My guest on the program is the founder and medical director of Lucense, Dr. Tan Min Han, joining me on today's edition of Health Matters. I'm Daniel Martin for Health Matters. Health Matters, brought to you by Parkway Cancer Centre. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.